Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey, and I'm proud to announce that we finished Armada tonight. That's right. The uh, the main character of Armada has has passed on, has gone to that uh, big jet hangar in the sky. I don't know <laughs> where Starscream would go. He doesn't go anywhere. He turns into a ghost and possesses someone. We know this. That's true. We know the common trait among Starscreams is his undying soul. Yeah. his out- I do like that his outlier ability is literally just immortality. Yeah. It's hilarious. Or sometimes he just has a rock stuck in his head. That's also sometimes the reason. But, you know, it. it, it uh, this one, however... Never mind, he does come back as a ghost, I forgot. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, just... here's the thing. You actually cannot kill... You cannot kill Starscream in any way that matters. He comes back as a ghost, not under his own power, though. Someone else brings him back as a ghost. So, you know. But he is still a ghost for a period of time. I mean, that's the same case as in G1, though. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we watched, uh... 4748, did I get that right? You did! Hooray, I did it. Um, which, they're pretty big episodes, I would say. Kind of big turning points here. Uh, as far as the kind of status quo of the show goes. We learn lots of things. Uh, we, we, we say hello to people who begin poking out of moons, and we say goodbye to people who shoot at moons. That's what happens when you shoot at, shoot at moons with your entire being. They just they just fucking eat you into oblivion. Uh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Before we get to Starscream's heroic sacrifice, we have to talk about episode 47, which in the dub is called Portent. Interesting. It's called the Pendant of Trust. I think they've just given up on like taking any words from the Japanese title at this point. Yeah. And it's just like, whatever. Um... Portent, I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of understand yeah, it, but it's it, is, like a, it does seem like an, an odd choice for this episode. It's like a grim portent of doom with Unicron. Right, but I feel like we're past the portent stage at this point. Yeah, I feel like when the moon is growing horns, um, things have gone past portent, sort like, of. Portent, portent's like an omen, right? And it's like, we're past that. The black hole is an omen. Fucking... Yeah, like... The actually, space devil's the, real, and he's coming out of the moon. Actually, the, the fucking vision the kids saw in Cyber Hell is a portent. This is just right. happening. This, right, exactly. Anyway. like we, we So we pick off right here where we left off, uh, with the kids, Hotshot and Wheeljack, hanging out in the weird goo tunnels underneath Cybertron. Um, and they're like, well, uh, they're, they're catching up, they're, they're asking around, hey, they're asking, hey, why the fuck are you guys down here? What exactly is going on? Um, and, yeah, and Alexa's like, don't worry about it. 
I mean, we're here to save the Microns. Also, don't worry about it. We're fine. Starscream saved us. He never betrayed us. It's all great. And Carlos is like, okay, hey, hang on now. Yeah, Carlos and Hotshot <laughs> go like, oh, yeah, well, now, I, we know, I, Alexis, I know that you, you consider Starscream a very good friend of yours. Uh, perhaps it will take some time for the rest of us to get to that point. It's Carlos specifically in the sub who's like, Alexa, just, like, he could have saved us by accident. And Alexa's like, why can't you trust him? Woman who is worse, I can fix him. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, Wheeljack is like, well, is he still chasing thrusts? Because that's really what matters here. We gotta, we gotta catch up to those guys. And he is indeed still chasing thrusts. Yeah, and Carlos is like, yep, let's get going, and... Bank transforms into the skateboard, and Carlos hops on, and he, like, rolls away, and he gets scruffed like a cat by Harrod, who just, like, picks him up and, like, holds him between his fingers in, like, what must be a very uncomfortable position. Yeah, Hotshot's just like, hold on, buddy, we need to call the boss about this one. Uh, Very, very funnily, Bank does not stop moving in that shot. No, he just just keeps going. He's going into the shadows of the tunnel. And specifically, the kids believe that they can, like, help reawaken the weapon minicons and, like, get them out of Thrust's hands. You know, get them to decombine or whatever. Um, that, that is what they believe they can do here. Uh, so they call into Optimus, who, you know, he's the cool dad. And so. They're like, please, Mr. Optimus, can we go and help the, the Mikewans? And Optimus is like, Oh, I can't say no to you guys. Yeah, go ahead. But be careful. <laughs> be careful in the weird goo catacombs. Don't let don't let any sights of horrible uh transformer husks, you know, traumatize you or anything. As he's saying this, Billy and Jim walk in and they're like, What the fuck? That that's bo- bullshit. They left without us. <laughs> and like like, don't, don't let them go into the goo tunnels. And Optimus is like, nah, I'm gonna let them go into the goo tunnels. It's fine. What's going to happen? But Ratchet, Ratchet, thank God for Ratchet. Ratchet's like, we should send them some, like, support. And Optimus is like, so true, bestie. Send Jetfire. <laughs> He's the one. Yeah, listen. Jetfire is the one guy who can get places very quickly. So it's like, yeah. Hey, Jetfire, you want to go underground? And, you know, he doesn't. But He doesn't. He will. He gets he gets this mission while he's um like on the surface trying to get everyone to stop fighting. Um and there was a moment I'm really sad that we didn't get the Skyfire Shockwave pa- team up that I thought we were going to get here. Um because like as as he's going through Shockwave like is firing at him and uh Jetfire's like, you know, we don't have time for this again. Moon's haunted. <laughs> like, we gotta, we gotta go. And they have, like, a moment of, um, sort of standing off. And I really thought that Skyfire was going to convince, like, Shockwave to come with him and to work with him. And I was so excited for that. Because who wears the pants in the relationship when you're both the pants? Technically, Tidal Wave is more like a, a pair of gloves. Um. Well, he's, no, he's a pair of gloves, oh, oh, waist insure, and chaps. That's right. Can you really convince, like, specifically Shockwave, can you convince Shockwave to do anything? Probably not in the sub. His dub version seems to be, more, again, more yes. sentient. He, he, is, he is a bit more sentient. You could probably convince Tidal to do something. Um, 
Shockwave is basically a boat that can talk sometimes. Shockwave? Yeah, he's basically a Pokemon. Uh, so, we cut to Galvatron, who's just kind of musing to himself about, you know, well, if this Unicron shit's real, then, uh, everything I've been doing, every my, my entire life's purpose of winning this war, is kind of pointless. But on the he's- other hand... I have accomplished everything I wanted to do, basically. I basically won. He's, like, on the edge of a complete existential crisis until he goes, Am I out of touch? No, it is the Autobots who are at fault. <laughs> no, it is Hotshot who is wrong. Also, he he, yeah. he, he like, compliments Hotshot. He's like, you know, that, that, that kid's alright. I wish he was one of my guys. He seems cool. Not like my fucking band of idiots. Um... But yeah, he's like his band of idiots. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. What what is that? Yep. Starscream lands in the goo zone with Thrust. Thrust, So Thrust has finally met up sideways. Double Face is finally deigned to show himself. And uh, well, first, okay, first we we need to talk about how Thrust gets to Sideways's house or whatever the fuck this is, Um, because what happens is. A wormhole opens up in front of Thrust, yes. who runs forward. Then Starscream, who's falling right behind him, like walks up to it and just kind of pokes it with his sword. <laughs> it's like, uh, now, we need to that? talk about what the wormhole looks like. It it's is, a- <laughs> um, like <laughs> concentric circles. It's like a, it's um, that like, are like wh- wiggling back and forth. Yeah, it's like a weird wiggle hole that Thrust jumps through, and Best. Starscream. <laughs> His be- best quality, his wiggles. Yeah, so she, I love the way he just like sort of pokes. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, shit. I get. I guess. I guess I'm going through the weird wiggling hole. Might as well. So yeah, he goes through, and this is when we see uh, Thrust and Sideways meeting up in a uh, the room which uh, that has you know it, it won the award for worst vibes on Cybertron uh, two million years in a row. This is a whole bunch of disgusting techno-organic stuff. There's, like, dead Transformer husks everywhere it drained. It so much worse. Oh, this is... I mean, This was a grody episode. It makes sense once we learn where they are. Like, obviously, uh, things would look real fucking gross in here, but still. Yeah, so, so Thrust is like, alright, sideways, I'm here. Uh, I got... This I got the, the shield and the gun, and Sideways is like, "You fucking dipshit! You are you fucking serious? You couldn't get the sword? Do you know how mad Unicron's gonna be?" Thrust, wake up! You fucked up big yeah. time. Sideways, like Sideways just fucking mercilessly rips him to shreds. But he's like, "It's fine. He can wake up with these anyway." Yeah, and Double Face specifically is like, "Not only did you not get the sword, but you're so goddamn egotistical that you completely blew your cover, which means there's no chance of you being able to get back near Megatron again to get the sword, you fucking moron." Yeah, that's fine. We can wait. We can wait. We can make Evil Papa Unicron up with just these two. That's all right. Uh, that's when Starscream comes through. Wheeljack and Hotshot and the kids also go through the weird hole. And end up here. Um, but Starscream, Starscream gets there just a little bit ahead of them. Yes, he, he is there for but he, he talks with Thrust and Sideways. And they both give, you know, they once again give him the, like, you can join us and you can depose Galvatron and rule alongside Unicron. Just like me, Thrust, the guy that's absolutely going to happen to. 
Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and Starship's like, yeah, no, like I said before, I'd rather die. And <laughs> Double Face says, then perish. And thus, the grossest thing I've yet to see in a Transformers show, I think. Uh, well. uh, so he summons these, like, macro-organisms... They're that are like, like ugh, they're so gross. They're like these gross vampiric amoeba, and he like they come in a swarm, and he like flings them at Starscream. It is so fucking gnarly. He's they're a vampiric amoeba, but they're the they're roughly the size of a house cat because they're transformer scaled. Like these things are fucking huge, and he just sends them at Starscream. Uh, th- yeah, this is when the gang gets to, you know hot shot, and the gang get to the hole. Uh, Alexis puts yeah. on her good luck charm necklace, which is made out of, um, the, the Mars rock that Starscream got for, for the kids when he went to Mars that one time. This will not be, uh, symbolically important later. Well, why, why would it? Also, it's really funny that this is just coming up now, but yes. okay. Yes, it's, it's very sure. funny. She's, ne- she's like, never just- had this before. Just introduce this now. Like, you could... It would have made so much more sense if you started putting it on during, like, the quilt episode. Yeah. When he originally left them. But, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> they had to do a lot of backfill on on the social screen and Alexis dynamic here in these last yeah. couple of episodes. Th- this episode really went from, like, zero to a hundred yeah. for uh, the two of them. So they, so they get in there... Uh, they're like, wow, this is gross. Uh, Alexis hears Starscream shrieking in agony and says, oh no, that's Starscream. We gotta go help him. And, uh, yeah, just, they find him with a bunch of fucking cyberbugs. Uh, oh, also the kids see a dead body. Which, you know, they saw a bunch of them back in the weird, uh, bad future past. So yeah, it's, that, that should be fine. Yeah, they're to it at this point. They don't even know these guys. This is, that, that's just like, I'm pretty sure one of those is, um, G1 sideswipes animation model. The head, the head at least is sideswipes, which is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so they all rush towards the, the, the fucking, oh, they also hear, so Alexis identifies, uh, Starscream's, uh, screams of pain. Hotshot identifies Sideways' evil laugh. Yeah, he's like, fuck that guy. I, I know that guy. So they both run up there, um, Wheeljack identifies the bugs as bot spiders, but later Sideways calls them bot parasites. I just call them fucking gross. They are not named at all in the Japanese. Um, and like, immediately Hotshot and Wheeljack also get sorbed by the fucking gross yeah, parasites. They're like, Starscream, are you okay? He's like, no, I'm not. But also, it doesn't matter. Just get the fucking Cosmotector and the uh, Astro Blaster. And they're like, okay. And Doubleface is like, uh, no, fuck you too, actually. <laughs> Double <laughs> Sideways says, whoa. whoa yeah. <laughs> Swarm be upon ye. <laughs> like, ah, fuck. Uh, so the kids <laughs> are like crawling up into a corner and... They're trying to call out to the the space team and the stunt team here. Hey, um, fuck your life. <laughs> Bing bong. Bing bong. Oh, shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> Bing bong, fuck your life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they're, they're calling out to the, the gun and the shield. Um, and it, it doesn't really seem to be working. Uh, 
you know, even they, the the straight action team even combined into Perceptor and they try to do so, minicon stuff. Specifically, they call to the to the the weapons and they glow for a second. Yes, and, and then thrust thrust looks down and goes, "What the fuck?" It looks like it looks like they're reaching them, and then Double Face looks at them and goes, "Oh, look at you, little freaks." Well, you can do whatever you want. They can't hear you. Yeah, and, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And Thrust is like, I'm going to kill them. And Doubleface is like, nah, don't bother. They're going to die from these gross, gnarly things that I threw at everyone else anyway. We're on a we're on a time schedule here. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, just give me the fucking gun. Um, now, th- what happens next? I I had to pause and cackle in delight. Because, you know, we, we cut to... Um, so, th- so the kids are like running. Uh, I-, I believe they're being menaced by weird techno-organic tendrils. Of yeah, some kind. it's getting a little technical, uh, tentacle porn for my liking. So the- we cut back to Wheeljack and Hotshot, who are still being, who, who still have swarm inflicted on them, and <laughs> Wheeljack Whoa. says to Hotshot, "Hey, bro, it's time to do our move." Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> have you. Have you ever gone to ballet and really appreciated a good pas de deux? Like, I love a good pas de deux. If Sideswipe knew about this, he would be so jealous. This like, is the, like, nuttiest thing we've seen in a this long is, time. Say, what they do, they stand back to back on their tippy toes with their fucking hand, like, they're T-posing, basically. And they just start spinning like a fucking Beyblade <laughs> together. And destroy all the fucking bot spiders and tear apart all the fucking... What is this? It's called a fadeaway jumper. (laughs) This is... Bro, this is not basketball. This is literally the 1991 Chicago Bulls. Like, what... When... I have so many questions about this. Number one... Hotshot knew exactly what Wheeljack meant when he said, let's do our move. So this is a technique that they have used several yeah. times before. I don't know when or why, but they have it. It's their move. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't even, it doesn't utilize any of their special skills either. They can just, they're, they're, the, the fucking bro connection is just so strong that they can spin and sink. It's clown-to-clown communication. It really is. So they destroy all that, all the weird stuff. Um, and they look back at Starscream, who is still, like, getting bit by a bunch of weird fucking evil amoebas. And they're like, hey, bro, do you want some help? And he's like, no, no, no. Keep going after them. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. And he is, because he activates his titty gatlings, and then he's fine. It's been so long since we saw the titty gatlings. All yeah. of the rest of them run forward, uh, but Alexis stays behind to make sure that Starscream is okay. And now we get into what becomes increasingly Cronenberg. Uh, yeah. So, they... We we kind of... We, we, with a quick, sh- quick shot of Jetfire complaining about being stuck in tunnels, because he hates it, because he wants to be in the air, because he's a, a jet, or he's a space shuttle. Then... We go to, uh, well, I guess I can say now they're, they, the wiggly hole brought them to Unicron, who is the moon. And they're in like the core of Unicron and sideways puts the shield and the gun in weird fleshy slots to wake him up. 
It's normal. They're normal. Um, and Unicron starts waking up. Um, and that means his, like, innards also start to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we saw a lot of, there's a lot of inside Unicron shenanigans in, um, the 1986 movie. None of it is as gross as this. But- I... I was genuinely grossed out by this episode. So we got a bunch of wall sphincters that are like slowly shutting. There's a a, a tidal wave of stum of purple stomach acid that is pursuing them. Okay, so this so first of all, uh, the yeah the the this tidal wave of purple stomach acid starts pursuing them, and Alexa has again been like stays behind with Starscream and Starscream sees it coming is like, oh shit. What he says to Alexa is unfortunately right on my hand. <laughs> he so, simply he simply says climb aboard in the dub. Yeah, it's right on my hand. No. Um so she and RC get on his hand and he puts them on uh his shoulder and he flies away from the purple goo. Now, you're probably too young for this, Nero. But when I was a kid, there was a show called Ghost Raider on PBS. Um, and it ran from 92 to 95, but it continued to have reruns after that. And I was watching this. So I was like probably around four to five years old. This was like very early memories for me in terms of television. Was it yeah. now Ghost Rider? Is that with an R-I or a W-R-I? Um. W R I T E R. Okay. Ghost, Ghost Writer. R- yeah, Ghost Writer. Okay. Yes. Um, the concept of the show was that um, it's about, it was like about a group of middle school friends from Brooklyn who solved neighborhood crimes um, with the help of a ghost named Ghost Writer that would like rearrange letters on like signs and stuff. It's kind of like Danny the Street from Doom Patrol. Right. Um, and. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, part of the point of it was, like, to teach sort of fundamentals of writing. Um, Again, it was a PBS show. But all the arcs in Ghost Rider had to do with, um, had were in, like, four-part arcs, basically. And the last arc of the entire show, like, traumatized an entire generation of 90s kids. It was about this um, bubblegum monster. It was like this purple slime guy um, uh, that was called um, Gooey Gus. That was the Ugh. name of this. This It was like this doll, right? That was this... Uh, uh, look up Gooey Gus, seriously. It was this like purple doll that looked like this melted... It's a horrifying doll. And they made like a story Whoa. about it. Yeah. Oh. And they made a story about it where, again, he's made out of bubble gum. And he would, like, trap people, like, shoot slime from his mouth and encase people in sli- in this purple slime. And bring them away to, like, a cave or something. It was so horrifying and traumatizing. Um, and... That is all I could think about looking at this wave of purple stomach vial. It brought up some very primal uh, memories for yeah, me. This, this guy has bad vibes. Oh, he, ugh. He's so, why does the head look like that? 
PBS kids show. Seriously, look up Gooey Gus. Look about look up his entire seas. Like this was not this traumatized the the arc is called Attack of the Slime Monster. This traumatized like an entire generation of nineties kids. I uh, drools like weird purple slime. I'm gonna close this tab. Yep. Mm, Alright, well yeah. So they're being menaced by Gooey Gus's ghost or whatever. Um now obviously you know, Hotshot and the gang are having a bit of a, of a worse time with all of this, considering that they can't fly. Uh, well, Hotshot would be able to fly, but I guess he forgot to bring Jolt. So, you know, oops. Um, Starscream and Alexis are having a much better time, but then, oops, Alexis, uh, like a, like a, one of the tendrils, like, yanks her necklace off, and she says, oh, fuck. Starscream, we gotta go back. I dropped my necklace. And he's like, what? No, we're not. No, what? And so she just jumps. Yeah, he's like, it is way too dangerous. And she's like, all right, bye. And he's like, what the fuck? Oh. And then Arcee's like, bye. And Starscream's like, Arcee, not you too. <laughs> <laughs> Please, someone around here has to be responsible. Um. So yeah, she goes to grab this fucking necklace and nearly gets her and Shershock fucking got grabbed by the ghoulies. But thankfully, Starscream slashes them up and, and, and gets them back in the air before the fucking purple acid gets them. Um, and he's like, hey, the fuck was that? Why? Please do not do that again. What was so important about that neck, whatever that is, that you fucking jumped off to get it? Now. He's just like, you know. So, this is, this episode has a lot of very bizarre um, dub mistranslations. Okay. And they all basically come in a row here at the end. So first of all, it is episode 47. They are still mixing up the other two members of the Street Action team's names. She does call Shershot Grindor in this scene. Um, so that's still happening. Number two... When Starscream asks what the necklace is, she says that it's her good luck charm necklace that she found on Cybertron, mm. which is weird because that she just got to Cybertron and she only now went to the surface. So there's no way she could have gotten a necklace when clearly it is like a necklace made out of the rock he got her. And that's why and that's why. He like grows goes silent and kind of bashful. Goes, oh, gee, all right, well, uh, let's get out of here. Um, that reaction doesn't make sense if it's just some random rock. And the next one comes up soon here. So Jetfire shows up to rescue everybody. Um, he he has gone through the hole. He rescues Hotshot, Wheeljack, and the kids. They all fly out, and uh, they they everyone everyone exits the weird flesh nightmare tunnels. And realizes, uh, they aren't on Cybertron anymore, they're on the moon. And that the moon is splitting apart. Now, they... Clearly, there was a line of dialogue as they go, as they, as they reach the surface and everyone sees Cybertron in, in the sky. Where they were probably supposed to ask, oh shit, are we on the moon? But instead, what they say is, look, what's happening to the moon? It's breaking up, as if they aren't on the moon and experiencing that. It's very strange. I don't know yeah, what happened okay. here. I think the translator like fell asleep on his keyboard and then like shot away. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, you got to finish 
Gotta finish Portent. But regardless, Moon Moon's haunted. Do you think that it was supposed to be Pendant, and then he just misread it as Portent? Maybe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the Moon Moon's haunted. Moon's extremely haunted. Moon's the most haunted you can possibly be. Uh, It grows devil horns, so that's no good. Like, everyone looks up to see all this shit happening. Like, everyone on the surface goes, that's not, that doesn't look right. But who are who really knows what the moon looks like? I'm no I'm no expert. Yeah. Um but that doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough to say. So I do I I like the idea of Unicron being the moon because like as they point out, like Hotshot's like wait a minute, he's he has been here the entire time just watching, just silently looming over all of us. I was like, yeah, then that's kind of a creepy reveal of like, oh fuck, Moon's been the devil the whole time. God damn! There's lots of moon-based reveals in Transformers. Yep. Who, who could have seen this coming? Who could have seen this coming? Um, so everyone's back on Cybertron now, and they're like, "Well, shit, we have to now that uh, Unicron is is starting to wake up. We really need to get serious about getting this alliance going." Um, Wheeljack says, "You know, Hotshot." It's been a blast. I'm glad we got to reconnect and bro out for a bit. We did our cool bro move. I gotta go back to the Decepticons. Yeah, and Alexa's like, and then he walked out of our lives forever again. And then Starscream also leaves. Um, and everyone's like, wait, Starscream, you don't have to go. You can stay here. Oh, sorry. Cool. Yeah, that's what I meant. The Starscream yeah. walks out of their yeah, lives no, forever no one, again. No one protests about Wheeljack because no one else really knows anything about Wheeljack. But when Starscream starts to walk away, everyone's like, wait, no. Don't you go too? He's like, I'm sorry. I've all I've already betrayed you once. I don't want to put anyone through that again. I have to go. I have to follow my own path. You know, you can classic. Go your own way. And he walks off into the into the well. There's no sun in Cybertron. The moon is moon is breaking up. He just he just walks off in a general direction. Towards, I'm sure, what will be a, a, a bright and prosperous future. Hold on, I'm receiving a note. It contains the transcript for uh, Transfers Armada episode 48. Cramp. I have learned that Starscream is a racist. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves Milkshake Starscream. I'm here to talk to you about cancel culture. Uh, okay, well, yeah, episode 48 in the dub is Cramp. What? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's do or die conviction in the sub. I have no idea how they got to cramp, I'll be honest. It should be, uh, I should note though, it should be do and die conviction. That's true. They're not mutually exclusive. As we will see soon. So, we open on Starscream. What, it's just, the latest in the long line of people trying to get Galvatron to look at the moon and say, hey, the space devil is up there, we need to... St- deal with that and he's like are, he 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 is grumpy about it to say the least he's getting pretty tired of everyone telling him that he's, the space devil is real yeah so literally it's like starscream going we're all going to die and megatron responding with ariana voice and what about it yeah he's, he's like okay so what if unicron is real and up there who cares it's not like he's doing anything right now even if he poses, he he literally says, "We'll deal with Unicron later. 
We just gotta get rid of the Autobots first. It'll be easy. Well, what he specifically says is we gotta get rid of Optimus. Yeah. Um, because what he says is like, listen, Optimus is my smart enemy. That's really all I care about. Starscream, you were smart enough at least to see through like thrust lies. That itself is worthy of commendation. So like, don't worry about it. And, and like, Starscream's like, okay, cool. Can you listen to me when I'm saying then that we need to work with the Autobots so we don't all die? And Megatron's like, I don't have any issue with working with the Autobots. And Starscream's like, oh, thank God. And Megatron's just like, I'm just going to kill Optimus. And Starscream's like, what? And Megatron's like, yeah, you know, you you deserve praise for seeing through Thrust's plans and lies. So when I kill Optimus and then I integrate all the Autobots into the Decepticon army, then you can lead that, like, branch of them. You can lead all the Autobots. You can be their commander. And... Starstream's like, that's not going to work. And Megatron's like, no, I think I will. Look, I have so many men and ships to do it with. I will kill their beloved leader and then assimilate them. This will work. It'll be fine. Um, So, yeah, he's he's got, he's collected every Decepticon here to all, all to attack the, uh, all, all to get, get after Optimus here. Um, Apparently Optimus has called Galvatron for negotiations, which is why he has decided this is the perfect time to kill Optimus when he's trying to talk to me because that motherfucking pansy is not going to be not going to want to fight. Yeah, they're actually talking about it back in the base, and uh, everyone's like, "Yeah, you know, as long as this doesn't evolve into fighting, everything will be okay." And Carlos is like, "Yeah, I mean, Optimus is not going to start a fight," and Optimus is like. That's right, I won't. And he looks pointedly at Jetfire. Uh-huh. And Jetfire's like, yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, so he gives all the Autobots strict instructions about this, where it's like, all right, only fire in self-defense. Try not to hit anyone. We don't want any casualties on the Decepticon side. We're trying to forge an alliance here. And everyone is is, is pretty everyone's pretty frustrated with this, but they're going going along with it. Um so they all, you know, they they all land at the at the decided upon battlefield, and of course, here come the Decepticons, rolling over, getting ready to fuck everybody up. Oh, but first, actually, we do see a bit of Starscream, uh, you know, brooding on his own as he is wont to do. He finds a gigantic statue of Megatron. That's and and it's and it, it was built before he was Galvatron, so that is what it is. It doesn't have any colors on it. This is rock. Um, and he's holding it in the, the, it is perfectly framing the moon under his hand or over his hand. And again, Starship kind of looks at it and then thinks, I was like, all right, I got to do what I got to do. If Galvatron isn't going to listen to me, maybe I can force him to listen. What's the half-life, full-life consequences? <laughs> today is the day. Yeah, today is a good day to do what has to be done, done by me. Yeah. John Starscream. Um, That's it. Starscream so, Freeman. Yeah, so everyone is everyone notices that Wheeljack is among the Decepticons uh fighting and and Carlos is real bumbling man. I thought he was coming back to our side and Red Alert's like, "Well, you know, it's not that simple, Carlos. You see Wheel, Wheeljack is a man of honor and he's not, he's not willing to to break his oath to the Decepticons. You know, he okay, did break his JPEG. oath to the Autobots uh quite easily that one time. But you know, you know, <laughs> Carlos, you, you gotta understand. Um, 
So <laughs> sitting him down, home movie style. Yeah, Carlos, you gotta understand. Don't get a tattoo, Carlos. <laughs> We're all in our own private prisons, Carlos. Um, yeah. So they f- <laughs> they finally get. Uh, we finally see Galvatron and Optimus squaring off here. Um, and Optimus is unarmed, and Galvatron is like, "Oh, you called me here for." Quote unquote negotiations, huh? Well, I'm sick of your shit. I'll tell you what. I have my own plan to deal with that. And he you know, gestures up at the evil moon, which now has more Unicron bits poking through it. <laughs> like, uh, we, we have the horns coming out now. The weird yeah. jaw thing is poking out too. Oh, this is like, you good, bro? It's weird. It's like, like, I will be fine. All I have to do is get rid of you first. And he calls in Tidal Wave. To get ready to throw it on. He's got the star saber. He's ready to rumble. My favorite um, part of this is that Optimus is like, all right, fuck you. I'm going to negotiate you, g- negotiate with you, even if I have to do it with my fists. Yes. She's like, that is not negotiation, my man. Uh, I believe it's, yeah, at some point here during this, uh, Optimus says that Galvatron's lust for power sickens him, which is pretty good. Yeah, so, so I love this because Optimus called, he, Finally does it. He double combines with both Overload and Jetfire. And doesn't do anything. <laughs> he flies away. Bro, why did you why bro, why did you combine with the cum cannons? You didn't you didn't need them. They're aerodynamic. They literally aren't. They're gigantic blocky missile launchers. They're aerodynamic. Regardless they only they only did this because they really needed to show off that you can combine both of them onto the Superbase Optimus toy. <laughs> Uh, because they're quickly running out of show to advertise Overload on. Um, they gotta fit him in wherever they can. But yeah, so he flies away, and 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 Galvatron gives chase. Is like, stop running and fight, you fucking pussy! God damn it! I'm trying to have a climactic duel here, and you're just stubbornly refusing. So, like, he does, he does negotiate with his fist but he does not necessarily fight back that much he is like he is mostly dodging and retaliating he is not really you know swinging on galvatron who is absolutely swinging on him with that sword yes um and uh he he kind of deploys uh deploys jetfire to get tidal wave out of the picture because tidal wave starts firing on him and now it's just a one-on-one duel again and uh, things don't seem to be going great for him, because very soon Galvatron has him on the ropes, uh, slowly pushing the Star Saber into his torso as he monologues about their history together. He's like, you know what, Prime, we we, we sure have been at it for a long time, huh, old pal? Millions just, of years. But just as it looks like it's... Curtains for Optimus. Someone else appears is like, yes, but you know who's known you longer? By God, that's Starscream's music. So, yeah, he fucking walks out of the, out of the fog, blade drawn. And Optimus is like, Starscream, don't be a hero. And he's like, no, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this. At some point during all of this, um, I don't know when it happens exactly, but Unicron starts blasting the planet with lightning um so oh yeah there's there's other things here uh uh, galvatron tells optimus the autobus and septicons are like oil and water they can never join together only one will reign supreme 
He's like, I'm going to win the war. I'm going to absorb your army. And then I will deal with the, the evil moon. Um, so fucking everyone is, is wondering where the hell Optimus is because they haven't heard anything from him and they're still getting attacked by all the Decepticons. But Alexis is like, I, I think it's going to turn out just fine. And she clutches her lucky necklace. She was mistaken. So there, oh yeah. So this is when the Unicron surge happens. Cause this is when Starscream and Galvatron have their epic sword duel. Um, where they're just flipping around and, 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 you know, slashing at each other. Uh, they both get yeah. pretty fucked up. There's a really cool move here in the middle where, um, uh, Megatron, uh, knocks Starscream's sword out of his hand and, uh, then tries to stab him with the Star Saber and Starscream flips over his head and catches the, sword and like comes down again and almost like cracks Megatron's skull with it um and it's like this is again where a lot of the budget for this episode is clearly gone which is good because it deserves it um but this is a pretty well animated fight it looks nice this is like the fucking uh the the final boss theme from Revengeance should be playing here as as they have this faded duel yeah this is when Unicron starts blasting uh the Minicons all kind of swarm up to kind of keep him at bay. Uh, and it's interesting. I really like this. He is still mostly moon. And like Cybertron's moon, basically, this, the shell he has looks like Earth's moon, very gray and cratery. But the horns in the mouth are beginning to poke out. And the electric, the electricity is like ringing around his body in such a way that it, it invokes the the rings that Unicron has, which is very neat. I like that a lot. But, uh, yeah, that's not good. Everyone is, everyone on the ship is like, oh, fuck, he's waking up. Uh-oh. Uh, the, the street action team tries to run out to help, but Rad's like, absolutely not. I have let you do a lot of shit. I am not letting you run up on Unicron like that. That's not good. That, no, we aren't doing that kind of thing. You here. gotta draw a line in the sand. Yeah. So, yeah, like... Uh, a, a Unicron, a bolt of Unicron energy, like, literally strikes right between, uh, Galvatron and Starscream here. And Galvatron's like, is that all you can do? That's fucking nothing. Is this what, is this what you guys are so worried about? Come on. Stop trying to distract me. Um, and so, yeah, this is where they, like, do the thing where they both slash at each other. And then, like, after a split second, you know, if this, if they were humans, like, a bunch of cuts would appear on their body. But so they just get like battle damage as the as the super fast slashes hit them. Um but then Starscream decides uh, he it's time it's time to end this, and you may think that surely means he will be striking Galvatron down, right? No, uh, it, it sucks so so much more than that. <laughs> so he purposefully allows himself to be run through with the Star Saber. You see, so there's like a moment right before they like go in for their final clash where you see him power down his own sword and you're like, oh no, Starscream baby, no. Um, and there's like the off screen clash. It like cuts away from them actually hitting each other as it does in so many anime. And then you see them and Starscream has his sword right at the junction of um, Megatron's neck and shoulder. 
which would obviously be a decapitating move um, if he actually had a weapon that was uh, sharper than a butter knife. Um, But he doesn't because he turned his sword off and he has been run through basically the spark. Explicitly the spark, actually. Um, And Galvatron just like... He he's like he just he just stops like he just asks why why did you let me run you through soldier what are you doing you you were you were he's like this is the this is the fiercest I've ever seen you fight you were I didn't know you were this strong and yet you just why did you just let this happen um, and, and, and then it really starts to suck yeah so <laughs> yeah Starscream is just like all right here's the deal all I have ever wanted. Was for you to be fucking proud of me, for you to treat me like a like a fucking equal, and time after time, no matter what I did, you just treated me like shit, and I thought you know that was just my lot in life. But then I he he says I went over and and to the Autobot side and I saw that Optimus treats his men with respect and 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 like all of this sort of things. Like I I found Optimus to be a, a leader of integrity. Unlike you, Galvatron. Oh, it's different in the sub. What does he say in the sub? It's not nearly as bitter in the sub. It's, like, much more loving. Um, Which is, like, I... It's, like, I never wanted to defeat you. All I wanted was to be acknowledged by you. I guess, in the end, like, this is the most I could do. He does say the thing, it's, like, I trust Optimus. I hope you will, too. I did this to, to unite and save our race. Like... I basically like you've always been the strongest person I've ever known. Yeah. It's something. not quite a, it's not quite that uh affectionate but it's definitely there is more of it. They focus more on the bitterness but I think there's still the the respect that Starscream has for Galvatron. And he does say that like, you know, his he, he, you know, my fi- my my final message changed saved the world. the world changed the world for me, please Galvatron. Um and he 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 basically decides like I need to show he Galvatron is a visual learner you see um so Starscream yanks the star saber out of himself or maybe Galvatron does it which is when his spark gets exposed which is while like Optimus is like holy shit Starscream stop stop yeah, stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop yeah, stop yes I know he does he does tear it out of himself because Optimus is like no 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 don't do that whoa um. And he power links to a swindle, and just like in a, in a, with a, in an act of defiance, just shoots at Unicron. Does he just say does something like the, cool when he does it? Oh, I didn't write it down. I th- he does. I think he does though. Okay. He's like, he's like, I'm here, Unicron. How about you come and get me? Okay. What he says in the Japanese is, "Spark of my soul, unleash every bit of your power." Noel Ray Cannon. He doesn't say anything that cool in the dub. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he does a full force blast and like Swindle. He he delinks Swindle right after he does this uh, because what happens next is Unicron fucking smites him. Like Galvatron and Optimus watch in horror as just a huge bolt of energy engulfs Starscream and he fucking dies. Yeah, I mean, Unicron has been, like, sparking down energy. He has, like, a this yeah. orb, this, like, uh, Spencer's gift glow orb yeah. kind of but, thing. But that's this, been... this fucking insect dared called him out, call him out personally. So, like, no, we have to, we gotta deal with that one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But he he has been sending down like little bit of, bits of beams, but this is a targeted attack. Yeah. Just utterly like nothing left but his sword and a smoking crater. And we we kind of cut up to um and as he dies, guess what? The fucking lucky necklace shatters in Alexis's grip. She runs to the view the viewport. And this is the this is the saddest part of it all, because you see Starscream's final attack, and it it doesn't even hit Unicron. It doesn't even reach him. It fades right before it hits him. Did not do shit. <laughs> this sucks. Um, and so yeah, you just see it's just Galvatron Optimus, and Optimus is like, "I'm sorry, Swindle. I, uh, I I don't know. I don't know why he did that." Uh, yeah, there's just a smoking crater with with Starscream's sword sticking out of it, uh. and. It's Galvatron. Like, it's kind of I really like like the idea of shock that is presented in the yes in the sub because what he says is he doesn't apologize to Grid. He just says, "Grid, come with me. Your master isn't here anymore." Uh, that's really good. And then Galvatron sort of reminisces. He, he thinks about Starscream's words and, and Starscream's life as he looks down at the star saber. And I really like this because it's completely it's completely wordless from Galvatron. Where you just see him in silhouette as all these image flashes. And then he just, like, turns the Star Saber blade down and holds it out to Optimus. Completely wordlessly. Um, often, I think, I always like it when dubs like this let silence exist for stuff like that. Yeah. Because, like, they could they could put it, they could easily slip in some dumb line he have, he would have. But, like, here it's just like, no, no, no. People will get it. People will understand. And so he holds out the, the Star Saber as a peace offering. And then... <laughs> Guess right? he's the worst! <laughs> right as Optimus reaches for it, sideways, busts out of the ground and steals it. Like a little shit. This is literally like the worst thing he's ever done. He's such a prick. He's like, haha, suckers. Got the, the thanks suck. for giving Thanks for giving me the Star Saber. Boy, that guy sure died in a stupid fucking way, huh? What a loser. Anyway, bye! <laughs> Like, Optimus and, and Galvatron fucking unload on him, but of course it doesn't do anything. Like, he just flies away with the Star Saber. And Galvatron is just like, he is so fucking mad. <laughs> he is incredible. He is like, I cannot believe. I am going to kill that motherfucker. Um, and uh, this is weird. He gets to Unicron's uh, heart with the Star Saber and just starts like, shooting his guns in the air like he's an over like he's fucking yosemite sam what was this he's just so excited you know we all cope in different ways he just he's just so fucking excited that he finally got all three weapons um and so then then we cut to the axelon optimus is on is on the skype and he is obviously telling everyone what happened, what went down, and that Starscream is dead as shit. Uh, no one like, no one likes this news. Everyone's quite sad about it, but, uh, Alexis in particular is extremely sad. Oh, uh, she's worse than sad. She's, she's, uh, I mean, she's like hysterical. Yeah, she like fucking, you know, slamming her fists on the window, like asking why, why would he do that? Uh, Rad, is she Rad, actually tr- speaking in the dub? Yeah, uh, well, not she. She like 
Only when Rad comes in at the end. This uh, entire okay, from the moment the that uh, the screen comes on for them like to that, to share the news to the end of the episode, it is completely dialogueless in the sub. Yeah, she only says like one thing I think where, it's, where she's asked Rad why would Starscream do that to himself, uh, but that's about it, I believe. I really like the effect of it, yeah, uh, yeah. like you were saying I before, like of the silence. Yes. Like, oh, so see- it's like completely silent. Like there's yeah. no dialogue at all. That's much better. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is. It is. It, and you just see like there's background music. There's sad background music, but there's no dialogue, and you just see like this incredibly visceral grief without yeah. any sound uh, accompanying it. And it's actually really effective. So yeah, it's and, Starscream is dead. And and Alexa's like until the very last that we do get like one line of dialogue, but it's not um, diegetic. Uh, the very last thing that we hear is Alexa, like it zooms out of on, she's like crying on Rad's shoulder and it zooms out from them and it zooms out on the Axelon and zooms out further and you just see the Axelon in space um, and Alexa has the lot line o- over the, this voiceover line that says um, Starscream has died. Starscream has been forced to retire. Starscream has died. And she's like, Rad, what's the Starscream death count? And he closes his eyes and he goes, three. (laughs) What was the first one? The first one was like back in... I'm trying to remember. It was like back a while ago. It was when he like betrayed... Oh, right. He got super fucked up during the episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But he, we are actually at two death counts. He, he did get killed two, by yeah, Thrust two that legitimate one time. death counts. But I, I just like. <laughs> Which he, I'm very glad they undid that because man, it would hate. I would hate to be killed by Thrust of all people. Yeah, that would be a bummer. Getting, I mean, at least getting killed by Unicron, even if you're yeah. like attacked and killed, it's like that's a god. Not many people get personally killed by Unicron. Yeah, like um, at least that's a god. That that you, not many people can go out that way. But yeah, that is I that is a that is like the big armada moment that people usually remember it for is like this this end to Starscream's arc. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, it's also again, it's also because it's one of the best animated moments. Yes, uh, they go full the Sakuga for this fucking for the for his death scene. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that is that is episode 48. We are so rapidly closing in on the end here. Uh will Galvatron Honor Starscream's final message changed the world. Only time will tell. That dude, boy, he's a stubborn prick. But you know he probably will. We saw we saw him hold out that uh, that star saber as a peace offering. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Next, what, what is it? It's fifty three episodes of Armada. Fifty two. Fifty two. We have two more weeks of Armada episodes than our wrap up episode. That's it. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Well, let's get into the questions here. Uh, we got a bunch in. Comlink, uh, Kasseracne asks, if you had to swap out one character in, our, in Armada with Beast Wars Wasp Mater, who would it be? Sandstorm, we've already talked about this. Yeah, they, he is the analog. Um, but if you swap someone out with Wasp Mater, they take way more punishment. So maybe Thrust. Put thrust in there. He's, he will. He will. He will suffer greatly. Ah, uh, but then uh, I'm thinking about the future. I don't. I don't want to swap thrust with waspinator. I like waspinator too much. He <laughs> he deserves a break. Yeah. No. But like sandstorm is the analog, so I think it has yeah. to be sandstorm. And I like this one. I've been thinking about this one. Uh, she also asked if there was a Souls-like game in a Transformer setting. 
who would be the main character the final boss the most annoying boss joke boss uh and and to go along with that ravenous prime asks to your best abilities paint a word portrait of the transformers premise and lore as reimagined by hidetaka miyazaki mr dark souls himself um there's a lot you can do with this okay i'm gonna say um i'm gonna put bumble for main character see i think so so the only from soft game that has like a concrete main character of like the souls born milieu yeah is sekiro so i think if this is dark souls transformers you have to be like you know the you're you're fucking yitarnished or whatever the the like yeah are you the last autobot which is a concept that exists or is the last autobot the final no see this is why this is why i'm saying bumble bumble because they're like they're fresh they're new they're weak when they start yes um and you they can kind of be whatever the kids want them to be is the setup for dark souls transformers is it like is it would it be a sort of unicron has one situation or like half one where like because so much of the the dark souls thing is like the world is in tatters reality is is fucking falling apart at the seams so is it unicron has eaten his way through so much of reality that like things are beginning to compress i don't think so i think it's sort of like basically an eldritch version of our armada itself right so like to if we take the core concept again if i'm saying that bumble is the main character then the core concept of of the dark mata uh is that uh is the microns searching for autonomy ultimately unicron to answer the question is the final boss obviously because they have to defeat unicron to actually be autonomous but along the way there are all these other bosses that are going to be autobots and decepticons that are trying to use them that they're also going to have to struggle against right so like obviously you'd have to fight optimus you'd have to fight megatron but these like weird i mean you do a lot with like weird dark transformers stuff i mean you may not have to fight all of the all the autobots there may be like some early autobots and then it switches mostly to decepticons and maybe optimus is like you know uh the matrix keeper or whatever where he's the level up guy yeah exactly perfect but yeah like i mean just like bloodborne final boss is the moon (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The final boss is um is Unicron. The most annoying boss is Double Face. Um and Thrust is the joke boss. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um and yeah, I think that's a perfect setup. Yeah, Dark Mata, just like a very sort of warped version of of Armada. Um and Cass follows it up with What about by what about reimagining Transformers through the lens of Hayao Miyazaki? Yeah, that's, uh... That's post-Beast Machines. <laughs> Fucking techno-organic Cybertron right there. It's, uh, it's, uh, Castle in the Sky. Yeah. There's, like, a bunch of... Just imagine a lot of, a lot of robots with moss growing over them. Um, Horn My Starscream asks, which Transformer would be into keeping pigeons? I think in Armada it would be Starscream. I was gonna say Red Alert. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I just see Starscream as being, like, finally another flyer. Yeah. And he he has... He likes the the Minicons a lot. He has has fondness for 
things like that. And then, in, in any continuity, it'd be Thundercracker, though. Yes. That dude loves animals, and he loves television. And possibly Soundwave. Soundwave would have, like, a whole-ass animal sanctuary. Soundwave raises pigeons, but they're all carrier pigeons, and he uses them yes. to send covert messages. Yes, absolutely. Our what? Lord Bunny asks, what pet best suits each of the Transformers? And I say we, we gotta limit ourselves to our motto for this one. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like... Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Optimus has to have, like, a big, you know, golden lab. I was gonna say golden retriever. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Uh, Ratchet has a uh, Saint Bernard. Yes. Hotshot. Um, mm, I think yeah, Hotshot has like it's like a rowdy sort of. I think Hotshot has a, a rabbit. Yes. Um, uh, Smokescreen slash hoist. He has like an old greyhound or something. Grab has or, a no, turtle. Big, no. Oh, like a big tortoise. Yes. Yeah, he has a turtle. Um, Perfect. Scavenger. Scavenger has like a rehabilitated fight dog. Yeah, that's really good. I like that a lot. Um Stepper has um a big fat orange cabbie. Ooh, I love that. Blur has I think he has a falcon. Cause that's cool. Okay. Go off. Jetfire has to have a bird. Yeah, I think Jetfire maybe Jetfire has the Falcon. Blur can have like oh Blur has like a like a black cat. Yeah, he's I not like goth that enough. Blur. Is is he goth enough for that? You don't he's have cool. to be full goth to have a black That's cat. That's true. That's true. Yes, yeah, like a chill black cat. Uh, yeah. Is that all the Autobots? I think that's all the Autobots. Yeah. All right. Decepticons. Megatron uh, Megatr- has a Persian cat. Yes, like a fucking yeah, a classic like yeah. Bond villain cat. Yeah. Starscream already said cues pigeons. Cyclonus. I hmm. Sandstorm has like a gerbil. <laughs> yeah. No, he has a ferret. Oh yeah, there we go. Chaotic. Yeah, he has a ferret. Chaotic um, and stinky, just and like stinky. Sandstorm. Yeah, exactly. Um Demolisher, I think, has Ironhide has a bulldog. Uh, yes. They uh, look the same. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not taking uh feedback um thrust uh, oh god thrust thrust, thrust has, has no thrust has one of those fucking like you know the cats with the really squished faces a sphinx cat no oh, like the big hairy yeah, the big hairy ones yeah yeah either that or like a fucking uh, like a like a toy chihuahua or something in a bag. I think he just has a bunch of fish, and he doesn't know what any of them are, but they were all very expensive. Yes, he has a bunch of fucking exotic fish. Yeah. Um, Shockwave has a rock. <laughs> Shockwave has, has a chia pet, please. It's okay, Rocky. You can go when you feel like it. It's a rock! <laughs> uh, Wheeljack. Ooh. I think he also has a cat, but like an alo- kind of an aloof, like gray striped cat. Uh, Double Face has a snake. Yes. Is that all the Decepticons? It is, I think. Yeah. All right, there we go. That is that is what each of them would own as a pet. Unicron doesn't get a pet. He's evil. Um, his pets are the Microns, actually. 
Those are his cells, you bitch. And they're unionizing. <laughs> Those are his hooves. <laughs> My M infinity cells fucking yeah, unionizing. Yeah, are unionizing against me. Um yeah, that uh and then me finally when I drink dairy. <laughs> finally, Overlord Bunny asks, which Transformer would be the most obsessed with a Tamagotchi or a Furby? Like a virtual pet. I think okay. it's Demolisher. Well, no. I think it's different answers for each of them. Demolisher for Tamagotchi, Sandstorm yes. for Furby. Yeah. He likes how he fucked would... up it is. Yeah, he would make the long Furby. Yeah. He purposely lets the batteries run low so they sound all fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> and then puts it in like Megatron's room at night. He so it sounds like the uh, Elmo doll that can only say skin. Yes, skin, <laughs> skin, skin. Uh, I lo- uh, just uh, I'm imagining a Transformer-sized Furby. I don't like that. I guess actually I've seen that. That was in fucking Mitchell versus the Machines. There was a giant it Furby was. in that movie. What a good movie! He began the Dark Harvest. <laughs> yep, <laughs> folks. We've been prime cuts. D- don't uh, don't start the dark harvest just yet. That was just a quote. You'll you'll know when the time is right. Anyway, you can find us on Noise Space or at on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod, uh, where you can join our Discord. Uh, I'm 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 trying to find the time. I'm gonna start you know doing Jackbox or streaming stuff. Maybe we will play War for Cybertron at some point. The uh, that that good old third person shooter. Pretty good game. Uh, and you can find us on the Noise Space Network with so many wonderful shows that share us, our, the space over at Noise Space on XYZ. All, you know, all sorts of stuff like Zero to Zero, Kyle XY, uh, Digimon Ghost Gaze, uh, any, anything you could possibly imagine. It's there. The world is your oyster. And uh, I, I am on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. Uh, I have various other projects, uh, including, of course, at Podcast of Power. That is the Shira podcast I did with my friend Jane. I am on Disney Minus, uh, you know, Disney Minecraft parody, etc. Uh, that is at Disney Minus Pod. I'm talking Tron uh, next time, I believe groundbreaking movie in terms of special effects kind of boring um so looking forward to revisiting that uh radio free heidelin we just have to get the thing up we're working on it it's more difficult than it looks launching a new show on podbean uh but we're getting there the steps are moving forward free trial is up if you want to go play final fantasy 14 which i heavily recommend anyone anyone and everyone do if they have the time uh it's a good game that is at highland radio on twitter uh and i'll plug I'll, I'll plug my friends naruto podcast again at konoha crush it's a good show they're very smart very funny talk a lot about naruto they're on the uh shunen exams arc they just started that so if you want to jump in now that's a perfect time ninja info cards and all that that's me I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime, which is my funny robot internet joke. You can also listen to the other podcasts I do. It's also on Noise Space. You can find it on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast. It's called Pod of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! We're um, 
rapidly approaching the end of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 3, and things are popping off! Um, it's a good time. Um, it's a trans time. Um, they had to trans a character's gender to because they were too scared of the non-binary um, for the dove, which is hilarious. So they added a tit. Um, and yeah, that's it. Uh, so I guess until next time, I'm going to find a partner to dance a pot to do with, transform and roll out. I'm going to load up my shotgun and take pot shots at the moon and hope it doesn't smite me back, transform and roll out. Peach.